Tell me every day she knows, she knows how to hide my body and nobody will find it. I live with that. Yeah, now, granted, she just like me and she listen to true crime podcasts all day, just like me, but still. <laughs> you know, I've never actually listened to a true pod, podcast. I mean, a, like a docu podcast. Well, I wouldn't say it's a docu podcast. It's just like I basically listen like the main one I listen to is Dateline. It basically just them taking like the news story and putting it and. On. Yeah, like them niggas be in the podcast on some. Like if you see here, fella, I don't see shit, but this 2K game in front of me right now. But he finna get caught. <laughs> Look, I can tell you who done did this shit though. That's hilarious. We are recording at this point. But um, let me see. Man, let me just give a quick little update. Hey, welcome everybody to the I Speak Code Switch podcast. You're listening to a Beyond Exhausted Trevon Allen because I just got engaged. Less than 24 hours ago, maybe straight to the time. So uh, we've been celebrating. I've had a million and one gifts that have the boyfriend slashed out and the word fiance. Everybody's telling me congratulations, but no one's sending me congratulations money because that ring ain't cheap. But I'm going to let that slide. But I am accompanied today by my former roommate and best friend. You're Tyler. You're Tyler. What's up? That's who I'm joined by. <laughs> so, well, I'm going to ask my first question that I ask every one of my guests. Who are you? How do you How do you want me to answer this? However you feel. I mean, it's the same like question people ask when I'm interviewing for a job. Who are you? Well, I mean, you can't lie to me. I know you. So. I mean, I can easily say I'm the son of a shepherd. You oh, know, God. like I'm raw from Eddie and Eddie, but I won't say that. This but guy. I won't say that. I won't say that. Who am I? Well, I got to give my whole government name. I mean, if you're going to say something incriminating, I would recommend not to. Okay. My name is Tyler. Um, a lot of y'all probably know me as... What's my Twitter name? I don't know. The Dreamer. That's that's who I am. The Menace? That's what your name ought to be. Most people know me as The Dreamer on Twitter. I don't know what like my headliner name is at this point. I change it every other day. Um, But... The bad um, guy. You, oh yeah, I'm the bad guy. Uh, rest in peace to Razor Ramon. Uh, but most of the time, if you looking for me, I'm on Twitter as the bad guy causing problems. Mm. So that's who you are. That is who I am. Explain to me the art of trolling, because I think you have a master class in trolling. First, give me what trolling is, and then tell me how you got so great at it. Um. What'd you say? I think trolling is just like the online version of getting under people's skin. Oh. Um, and how I mastered it is I exceed at it in real life. So if you were to tell me that something bothers you and I don't like you. Oh. 
or I don't agree with your opinion, or I just don't respect you as a person, then it's my job to irritate you. Like, I wear a badge of honor when I get blocked on Twitter. Most people don't. When I get blocked, I celebrate. Lord, you've been (laughs) blocked by my favorite uh, teams. I've been blocked. Some of the most notable names that I've been blocked by, I've been blocked by Stephen A., I've been blocked by Adam Schefter. Really? I've been blocked by uh, former QB7. Um, I'm not going to say it. I'm trying to be respectful. Uh. Uh, (laughs) I've been been blocked by quite a few people. Mm. Um, But when you realize who some of my favorite athletes are, it makes sense. Like Floyd Mayweather is my favorite boxer of all time. Floyd Mayweather and uh, Mike Tyson, my favorite boxers of all time. Also arrogant. My favorite basketball player... My favorite player who I love to watch is Kevin Durant. I've I love KD since he was in college. Rolling arrogant. You know, my favorite football player, I mean, just look at my team. Look at the Saints. Look at what we do every single Criminals. year. I I can't have peace. I don't so what, what choose, is peace? So you choose war at all times. Absolutely. Okay. Now my next question I would ask you. You are also able to put your phone down. How? Do you mean like when I take my breaks from social media? Yes. How are you able to do that if you are so good and so entertaining to your audience? Uh, it's, it's actually easy because I don't necessarily be on social media for my audience. Uh-huh. I don't. Anytime you see me react to something, it's never to get a reaction from people. I'm saying how I'm feeling in that current moment. But when I take my breaks, my breaks aren't for, like a lot of people think it's for, some people may think it's for publicity or whatever. But if you, as a mental health break. Yeah, but if you know me, you know I'm taking my mental health breaks because I need it. Because if I don't have it, then I will continue to be in a bad place. Uh-huh. And that's where the worst version of me on Twitter tends to come from. Uh, yeah, you can tell. <laughs> uh, you borderline close to suspension on Twitter. <laughs> that happens continuously. Um, how do we meet? Oof. We met. Uh, was it was it your freshman year at state, and I was a senior year in high school? My freshman year, your senior year. Yep. So it was your freshman year at state. It was my senior year in high school, and it was my junior year in high school. Senior. It was your senior year. Okay. So, State had a leadership conference that lasted the weekend. Mm-hmm. It lasted the weekend. And in order to get accepted, like you received the invitation, but in order to get accepted into it, you had to write a paper on who you thought was a good leader. So, at the time, I was debating with my history teacher and my mom as to who to write the paper about um, and my high school principal. And the reason why I was debating my mom is because she was a college professor and she was the elementary school principal. Mm-hmm. And I was just trying to decide, like, who should I do? And everybody was saying, oh, you should do Martin Luther King, Teddy Roosevelt, um, Teddy Roosevelt, MLK, Obama, Malcolm X, all these kind of people. But I've never been one to just kind of follow the crowd. And all of those answers really went to the crowd. So mm-hmm. I chose the exact opposite of <laughs> of what a good leader no I chose the perfect definition of a great leader but a terrible person I wrote my paper and it stood out to everyone um, at the count wouldn't you say who was it about 
um, my paper was about uh, Adolf Hitler. Uh-huh. And the very first sentence in the paper literally said, great leader, terrible person. When any time, and the way I described it in the paper was any time where you are so revered and loved that you walk into a room and people faint and they cry, uh, you're doing something right. Or anytime you can convince an entire nation that a race of people are evil uh-huh. and they need to be extinct, as far as leadership goes, that is leadership. Like getting somebody to buy into something, no matter how wrong it is, that's leadership. Like no matter how, can I cuss? No matter how fucked up it is, like it's, it's leadership and it's good leadership. Now, offended crowd would say, I think you're just trying to stir up the pot. You're not truly looking at it because maybe he wasn't leading. Maybe he was manipulating. And to that, I will say, is it still not leader? Is manipulation and leadership the same thing? Because that's a whole other conversation. It can be to an extent. Because here's the thing, though. The reason it's a difference is because Hitler wanted what was best for Germany. He literally led Germany out of what happened after World War One. Mm-hmm. Like they were poor. Like with what they had to do after World War One, he led them out of that. So I mean He also did it with genocide. <laughs> that too. That so, too. But if you can't talk about genocide and not talk about America, but that's a Different conversation. So maybe leadership <laughs> requires a sacrificial lamb. That no. that is true. That is true. I mean, but you know, it just it comes with it. Like you have to, in the eyes of some people, when it comes to leading and getting people to buy into something, there has to be an enemy. There has to be a bad guy. Mm-hmm. And for Hitler, his bad guy was Jewish people. Mm-hmm. Like that was his bad guy. Okay. That's who he had to get the people to go against. And for America, it was black people. <laughs> for America, it's everybody that's not America. <laughs> Patriotism, that's a very uh, thin line type conversation. Very. Going back into leadership now, um, the leaders of today... I hate them all. Huh? I hate them all. I don't think they have much of a chance. <laughs> um, you're an African-American man. Straight, not in the LGBT community, but not against. How do you maneuver in this world? Very carefully. True. Um, I grew up where the, you may have to edit this part out, but I grew up where the F word was just a term that you use. Like the other F word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Where it was just a term that you use. Like, it didn't mean, or it wasn't a slur. Uh-huh. So, like, I grew up in that. But I also understand and I respect people. More often than I put out, I really respect people. True. It's not many, but I really respect certain people. Okay. But, um, I mean, Trey, you know me. Like, you know my pops as a pastor and stuff. But when it comes to, like, LGBTQ stuff, I've always been, like, I've always been one for equal rights for all people. Mm-hmm. So, me and my pops, and I just want to say, like, my pops isn't homophobic by anything, but he's a pastor. Like, he 
has his religious beliefs. It's whereas, thing he has to teach. whereas me, on the other hand, is I'm not as close to religion as he is. Mm. So, when it comes to that, my argument always is: is how can two straight people who hate each other marry and two gay, lesbian, queer, whatever people mm-hmm. who love each other can't? And that's where that's where the standoff kind of comes from because I know, you know, like, that's fine with me. Like, I don't care. Love who you love. Live how you want to live. But, you know, it does get tricky being straight, though. Because... An African-American straight male in this day and age is more hunted than the African-American female. But that is not to say the African-American female is not hunted. Or pushed down as well. And I think we've become into a dynamic of a crab in a barrel sense. So, and I think because we refuse to unite as African American people, the LGBTQ community has had an ability to uproar because they understand being united gives you more power than being divided. We as a community is, we're so divided because we differ. I mean, yes, your father grew up in the church, but he doesn't. He doesn't have um, the same views towards certain things, but I also don't think he's the person who practices or pushes on his beliefs onto other people. And I think our society has gotten to the level, if you don't agree, you have become the enemy. And I don't think we'll ever get past it if we're not willing to have a forum to discuss, have questions, and have a society that understands curiosity doesn't actually kill the cat, but it can't create constructive energy because I have no clue about most communities that I don't have knowledge about. I mean, I live a simple interracial marriage, well, soon to be marriage life where I went from poor to middle class and I'm working on maintaining middle class and potentially moving up to upper class. I've only been streamlined a certain route. I didn't attend an HBCU, but I woke up African American every single day. I um, have dated African American women. Hispanic women, I chose to marry a white woman, not based off our color, but based on the fact I love her. So in my uh, argument, I would be considered anti-black because by definition, I didn't stay all the way black. Well, that's where I think it becomes like a dangerous argument and why like I laugh at like the, like I laugh at the Umars Mm -hmm. of the world. I laugh at the, I laugh at Rest in peace, but I laugh at the Kevin Samuels of the world because as well. pitting us against one another isn't really going to work. But I also don't believe that just because you marry outside of your race, I don't think that that makes you anti-this or pro-this. I believe that I believe that just love who you love and be who you are. Like if you love a white person. If you love a man, if you love Hispanic, if you love Italian, true, it doesn't it doesn't matter. Like I, let's say I was anti-black, I can go and marry somebody from Sierra Leone and still be anti-black just because I marry a black person from the continent of Africa doesn't make me pro-black. I can still marry a black person from Africa mm-hmm. and still wake up every day and be Uncle Ruckus. True, it doesn't matter. So- my question 
and I take this, uh, this might be, we're both non-Greek, so I might have no knowledge. I treat certain people's arguments. You can be an organization and you can go the certain route and you go the other, but you're part of the organization. So the concept of paper, you know, whenever someone's considered paper, that means they didn't do the complete pledging, but they did intend to be in the organization. And those people commonly can do more work than the people who just pledged and that was it. I think if both groups in this world of humans started to see the similarities and accept the differences in a better way than we do, we probably could have better situations that we're having instead of now, like Roe versus, is it Wade? Yeah. Where men who are 80 years old are telling women who have how important their trauma is and what they should or should not do. And that's where I was trying to lead the conversation towards because that's a current event that's been on well, my mind. Well, that's why I say I hate um, the government. Yeah. Um, I hate, let me rephrase, let me rephrase that. I don't hate the government in itself. I do believe that you need a, a body to govern. Mm-hmm. I hate the rules of the government. Like, I hate that you have to be essentially from a certain era and time frame in order to be in charge of the government. So, like, bro, I Trey, the best way I can explain it to you is, dog, the other night when uh, Kia sent me, like, I was actually, I can't remember what I was doing. I was driving. I don't know where I was going, but she first sent it to me and asked me what it meant because, like, anything history, they know. Just come to me. I can, yeah. I can tell you. I saw Roe versus Wade, and I was like, I can't answer it right now. Give me some time to read the article, and I can tell you. Mm-hmm. And I read it, and I couldn't answer her question because it, I was mad. Like, I get, it's rare that I get mad to the point of where I shake. Mm-hmm. I was mad to the point where I'm shaking because I've had friends who've been sexually assaulted. Mm-hmm. I have a mom. I have a sister. I've had friends who have gotten pregnant, but because of their health, they had to make unbearable, tough decisions. True. And I don't believe that somebody should have the right to tell them well, you gotta roll the dice. And if it works and you both live, great. But if it doesn't work, like I don't wanna ever have to be in a situation, I'm sure you don't want to either, where you have to choose between your child or the love of your life. But even more so, I think about the women who were sexually assaulted Mm -hmm. and they they would have to live with that reminder. Like they would have to carry the reminder for nine months and then for the rest of their lives, they have to live with that reminder, and not to mention the few cases where the assaulter wants to be part of the child's life because it is their seed. It's their rights as well, ironically. Exactly, so I don't believe that in those instances, Mm -hmm. somebody else should have the right to say, oh, you you have to keep this. I I don't believe that. I don't agree with that. Here's my argument, and I make this argument every time. On one end, I can argue so, yes, I, I do believe every child matters. Every life matters without a doubt. Additionally, I believe that means from conceiving to the end of the life of that child, their life should be important. So in a democratic state, yes, it is pro-choice. You should do whatever you choose. If you don't want to take care of that child, you have the right to not want to take care of that child. But if you are pro-life, when the child is born, 
you should do whatever you need to do in your duty to take care of it. That means we have to raise our taxes to fund children who are displaced because, I mean, there's a million people in the adoption centers and foster care. We, we, we argue that the child life matters, but there's a clear evidence that they don't after a certain point. It's just a, a pawn where humans are trying to play God. And for me, there's a lot of sins I'm going to have to deal with on my own. So placing judgment on another person is the last thing I have time to do at this point. Because if I don't get my life together, who's to say I'm any better than the person who aborted the child? And what happens with anything could happen? I mean... Well, I I think the best way to express like a lot of feelings, I know amongst the African-American male community... Uh-huh. Um, at least among my friends, the best way I can put it is Crit album, for example, the song Generational. Mm -hmm. He literally said, I don't want to bring a life into a world that lies about the wrongs and rights. So, you know, along with some other stuff, you know, but when it comes to this conversation, when you think about it, Mm -hmm. nobody, like, when you're young, you know wrong from right, but when you get older, when you get our age, like, we're both like in our early twenties, wrong and right looks different because wrong and right have you, changed. Exactly, and you have to make a moral decision whether it's like you know right or wrong based on your morals and your beliefs. Which is why, for example, like why I step back from religion because mm-hmm. I don't. I think a lot of Christians do. Like you can't preach bringing somebody in together, but just because somebody's gay, you turn them away. Like it's a lot of that that I just don't agree with so i feel the same way when it comes to the conversation of roe versus wade because i'm like you you can't say you know like you can't have this way like you can't you love this child while it's while it's there but okay but what if that baby comes out and when that baby is 15 years old that baby is gay you close your doors on that child and this is like the government. Well, your, child, your life only matters when we can control your life. And that's what the statement should be. And it's true. But additionally, if you are pro-choice, you should be teaching all of the choices you have. You should be educating. And that's where I think our biggest flaw with a lot of governing bodies has lied in. The priority towards education of any subject. We'd rather create a, what, what's that law that we have now that you can't show people that African Americans were brutalized and beaten because we don't want to offend someone. What is it? Uh, political critical race yeah, theory. Critical race theory. It's, we are defaming, in a sense, education at this point. But you know, like, that's what they, that's what they do. You can't, <laughs> it's funny because, like, it's happening now with African Americans, but uh-huh. it's happened with Native Americans or indigenous people for years, like, and, you know, people don't know, like, okay, everybody know. Native Americans were here when Christopher Columbus got here, right? True. People don't know that all of this land and all of the states was stolen from them. So it's like... Well, founded, duh. <laughs> well, it's, it's just crazy, though, because it's like... It's like, okay, I listen to this podcast every day, History Daily. Mm-hmm. And every day they tell you about what happened in history on this date. And one of the ones that makes me angry is like the like the one about Sitting Bull or the ones about the Native Americans because I hear about how, you know, like they were at peace. Like, okay, we signed this treaty for this is our area. 
This is our area. As long as you don't bother us, we won't bother y'all. You bother us, we kill y'all, now we're the enemies. And that gives you the right to come and take. And as much as I love the movie Pocahontas, it's my problem with Pocahontas. And I love Pocahontas. But it's my problem with it because that's not how it plays out. Well, there's this dramatization to make wrong promoted as right and right promoted as wrong. Because in all actuality, both things could be true. She could be in love with the white man and not be in love with his ideals or in love with the concepts that he is trying to push on. Or the biggest issue I've had lately with government and history, who has the pen? Because that's starting to impact a lot more things in this day and age. I mean, I think about half the stuff I learned in history class and Twitter's debunked it in 27 seconds and they have 10 extra pages of evidence on their end in comparison to the history lesson I learned. You know, I, I apologize to Key all the time when we talk about certain stuff. Like, I apologize for being a nerd. Uh -huh. It's because, like, I love history. I've always looked past what they have in those books in high school. Well, Trey, you know, what, what subject does Haley teach? English. Haley teaches English. Haley, when you teach... Haley's my new fiancé, guys. <laughs> Haley, when you teach, have you ever just read your history book? I'm asking because my mom has. But have you ever just read, like, the English book and saw something? It's like, that's not right. Mm -hmm. So that's what I... That's what I. She said yes in case y'all yeah. can hear. <laughs> Sorry, I'm sitting in too. I'm not. I'm not supposed to be on here like that, like that. But of course, I'm here. So <laughs> y'all know what it is. But like that's and that's how I am with history. So like, I can read in history. Like I can read a history book and be like, oh, uh, African Americans they were slaves and were brought over here against their will. That is true, but only telling half truths. My favorite is the um, you guys sold yourself. What they don't realize is the king sold extra slaves they had with no knowledge of what was going on and also in a desire to try to protect their community because there was initially another treaty. You give me your slaves that you have, I will leave you be. And then they came back six or seven months later and said, we changed the plans that we initially originally signed for you. And because you want to fight against it, you're the bad guy. And we're going to write it down as, well, you sold your slaves, so why can't we purchase you? It's the American way. Yeah. We, it's on our terms. or nothing. It's on our terms of war. Yeah. That's how it works. And we choose who's the victim and who's the bad guy. We choose war. We choose violence. Uh, every every time. Or, every time we choose violence. Yeah, we violently choose peace. How about that? Because that's what we say. We're, we're, we're the... Yeah, we're the peacekeepers for the world. Yeah, we're gonna point. we're gonna drop an atomic bomb on the nation we're beating in the war just because they won't give up. <laughs> like it's their beliefs not to give up, so we're just going to beat them into submission. But their beliefs are wrong. Remember, <laughs> <laughs> like you should be able to give up. You should be able to have an opinion. No, no, no stop no. that. What uh that Liam Neeson was when they asked him to uh, would he take a pay cut for a woman? No, 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 not me. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I just I don't know how we're going to be able to progress as a society if we have two different communities. We have the old town ways and the new town ways refusing to sit down at the table and have a legitimate conversation. The way to do it is to, I say this, and I, I don't mean no harm, by, but the way to do it is to get rid of, if you're 65 and older, you're stuck in your ways. You should not be in charge of a up-and-coming generation. Like, this is nothing against Joe Biden. He should not be leading a nation right now 
One, because of his age. Well, Two. You, you can't start being a president until you're 43 years old. That's the problem. About 43 years of your life, you've seen five different lives. That's the problem. The most progressive president we had was Obama. He was younger. Exactly. What, was he the youngest president we had? Maybe. Like, I will say, I will say, like, if you would make it to where, like, just change the rules. Like, you don't have to be 40 plus. Like, I know 25-year-olds who know more about Bitcoin right now than any 65-year-old. So how can a 65-year-old man who never even had online banking tell me how finances are supposed to or not supposed to work? And why can't his knowledge be just as important as a 25-year-old who just has newly acclaimed information? That's the point. Trey, we got to change the subject before I get depressed in here. <laughs> nah, I, mean, I just mean to change. I I, I, like I said, I did want to address a little bit of the Roe versus Wade. My next topic will probably be um, anime. <laughs> I am completely unknowledgeable about anime outside of Dragon Ball Z and then probably the Batman. But Batman's not anime, it's comic. And there's, well, we consider Batman like cartoon. Really? It's yeah. no longer considered a comic series? Well, anime... Well, because comic series is more so referring to the book itself. Okay. Whereas the same for anime. Whereas, like, the book of anime is considered manga. Okay, so what's the difference between comics and anime? How about that? Oh, just quite literally, American and Japanese. Oh. It's, so which one do you prefer? Hmm. That is... Which one do I prefer? I would say anime. I would say anime. Really? And the reason why I would say anime is probably because of... I prefer the stories better. Like, I got on the uh, Attack on Titan shirt right now. Huh. I, you know, like, I, I recently started watching anime when I got with Kia. And mm-hmm. we've almost four years. So four years of anime yeah, but like you almost no Japanese, don't you? God no. <laughs> but like in my four years, I've watched so much to where like, bro, when I tell you, you know how like your aunties or your uh, grandparents used to watch these stories, like yeah. Days of Our Lives. That's that's how anime is. Cause like sometimes the stories. Fun fact: My name is actually built off of a Days of Our Lives character. <laughs> my mom's favorite character in her day was Trevor Dillon, and my name is Trevon Dillon Allen. She just wanted to be different. That's, that's comedy. And actually, she really wanted me to be a Trevor, but the epidural they gave her, is that what, they, what do they call it? Harder you got any idea? Yeah, I think Epidural. The yeah. epidural they stuck in her back had her so high as a kite, the R ended up turning into an N. <laughs> that's, I kid you That not. is funny. But back onto your story. But like, there, it's like that though. Like, like, you tune in to watch these shows and like, don't let it be a show that's already finished. Ooh. Like, like, if it's a show that's already done, like, you can just sit back and... The anime, the most recent anime that I just, like, binged was One Piece. Never heard of it. One Piece is... When I first started watching it, they were at 900-something episodes. Jeez. It had been going on since... How long are the episodes? In, like, 20 minutes. They're like, 20 minutes apiece. That's a quick little while. Um, I was working from home when I first started anyway. So I was able to like watch them quick, but it's like the stories mm-hmm. and like certain arcs, mm-hmm. like certain arcs will just keep you enthralled into where like you ever just watch a show so good. It's like you'll lay down in the bed to go to sleep and be like, damn, I can't wait. I gotta, hey, one more episode. I mean, at and one point it was snowfall into this blue season, but 
I was the same way with Snowfall. Man, I used to like. I was like, babe, you gotta wake up Franklin finna. He didn't got the drop on these. <laughs> but boys. bro, like, I've had so many shows like that. But with with anime, like, I don't. I have to catch myself a lot of times. But this is with any show because, like, I I have a obsessive personality when it mm-hmm. comes to stuff like that, and I'm not satisfied mm-hmm. until I complete it. Hundred episodes. Dog, I started. Times, Twenty minutes. Let me see. I started in April. That's almost eight, 1,800 million minutes. Let's see. Let me see, though. I started I started last April. I started last April because I did a thread on mm-hmm. Twitter. I started last April, and we, me and her went to that convention in October. I'm going to get there, too. So I did April, May, June, July. One of my boys gave me to November to catch up. August, September. Six months. Mm. Six months, and that was like the only anime I watched. Like, I started other anime, mm-hmm. but I just kept going back to One Piece. Well, you had 900 episodes to get through. But I mean, I mean, Kia is currently watching it. She's not watching it at the pace that I did, because the pace that I did was a little bit obsessive. Yeah, but see, like, here's the benefits of having an iPad. Uh-huh. And the show, like, One Piece, it was certain episodes that I just didn't have to pay attention to. So, like, I could cut it on my iPad and sit it on my bed. Mm-hmm. But, like, I could play 2K. I could play Madden. I could play the show and just, like, listen to... Like, I'm not listening. I'm not watching it in Japanese. No. Because uh-huh. if I'm watching it in Japanese, I got to pay attention so I can read the subtitles. Uh-huh. But if yeah, I'm watching it in version. English... Yeah, I'm watching the dub version. Gotcha. All I got to do is just hear to know what's, know what's going, going on. on. Exactly. So, like, I can listen to a whole episode, mm-hmm. but then, like, I can watch the next episode and know exactly what's going on. Comic Con, you you're going to your third one. Tell me, no, right? Third? Oh God, no, it's like my sixth one. Your sixth Comic Con. So we usually do like what is Comic Con? Uh, the best way I can describe it would be like if you just took the best of like or some of Japanese culture mm-hmm. and like brought it to America or like anybody who watches anime or shit, even like who like superheroes mm-hmm. and stuff like that. If you just brought it all to one place, that's where you will find it at. All I know is I saw somebody with a tail walking halfway across the street. And well, I was like, oh, okay. Well, that's... well, He's that's hurry. Well, that's what... No, 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 no. That's what we call cosplay. Oh. Kia does Role cosplay. Play? No, Kia oh, does no, cosplay all the time. <laughs> no, no, no. She <laughs> she does it almost every convention we go to. Um, she But she's like... Now, there are some people who like... That's how they make their living is off of cosplay. Kia will do it for like based on the convention that we're going to. Okay. She doesn't like me giving away like her ideas, so I won't t- say what she's doing this year. She go crazy every year. Yeah, like she Kia is a perfectionist in that way. Like if she's gonna do something, it has to be done right. If she can't do it right, she's not gonna do it. Uh-huh. So last year she did um a character from my hero. I'm talking about she had the knives, fake blood, everything. But like absurd. that's that's see that's what she does though. See me, like I don't really cosplay okay. because like but you can't turn into Goku. Well, no. <laughs> well, no because well somebody has to be quote unquote her handler when she is when, when she is in cosplay. Mm-hmm. So like whenever she buys stuff, like I always have my backpack on. So like we put in my backpack, or if somebody wants to take a picture with her, I'm taking the picture for. Her. I'm also making sure that don't. 
None of the weirdos in there. No, you can't yeah. say that. That's offensive. I said what I said. <laughs> um, uh, let me double down. Um, but this no. inclusive double down. Pause. <laughs> Don't ask me how. <laughs> but no, so like, I, I just have to be there to make sure that like, anybody didn't, you know, try to grab her or like, touch her in a way that would make her uncomfortable. So basically, I mean, because like if you look at Kia, like if you've ever seen Kia, like my girlfriend, she's shorter than me. But my girlfriend, she like, she's, girlfriend, she's a power lifter, isn't she? Yeah, my girlfriend's she a power lifter. Like, like she can hold her own, but it makes her feel more comfortable when you look at her and, and think that you can grab her. Go more into the cosplay when she knows yeah. there's a protection clause. Exactly. Like you turn around and this, you turn around and this six two six three, two sixty right behind you. Yeah. And he on your side. Like, you ain't, that's like my mama. Like, my mama is never scared. My pops is six, my pops is your six, pops, eight, three, fifteen. Yeah, no joke. He's six, eight, three, fifteen. And he prays the Lord, so you know he ain't about that place. But my, my pops will, I'm not going to say, I will not incriminate my, my dad on this podcast, but just know, up. just know if, if you touch Portia, Tyler, Marcus, or Bree, yes, my dad has another son named Marcus. If you touch any one of those four names, just run. God be with you. Boy. Yeah, yeah, because he ain't going to pray for you. What no. Kendrick saying? Ain't nobody praying for you. Boy, we need to talk about that. <laughs> Lord. Boogeyman, he's coming back. He is. He is. I'm not going to lie. Recently. Uh, what is it, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers? Yeah, I think it's a double disc. Ooh. Um. They ain't gonna fool us like they did with with Damnation, are they? Honestly, with Kendrick, he might have a fourth album part out. <laughs> Just because uh, this is a shout out. I don't know if you see me and him going back and forth on Twitter, but my boy Grant, I just hope it's okay. a double. I just hope it's a collab album with King. Just to spite Grant, it would just make my day. Mm. Just to see Grant. Now you know where I stand that on <laughs> on my hip hop guys. I love Kendrick, and I think he's not for play play. My only argument as of late is Cole has been doing what needs to be done for at such a rapid and consistent pace to just overlook him based on a guy who's done Kendrick is Kendrick, no joke about it. But you can't just that's like telling me that's like Kendrick's that guy, the the hot girl that everybody wants. And J. Cole's the attractive woman that does everything that you need. Are you going to overlook the woman who gives you everything you need just because one person has one thing that you want? The 80-20 rule. And now I consider Kendrick Lamar a 20% because he looks so great outside because he doesn't give you as much. He doesn't have much of a, a runway to provide error because he doesn't he doesn't make music at the same rate that someone like J. Cole would make. Now, some people just say I'm a Cole stand, and they could also be right. Maybe that's my <laughs> argument in defense. Um, I... I don't like comparing Cole and Kendrick. I I don't. But when you, I mean, you got to, you got, you got to. Like you They're can't mention one without the other. Um, when it comes to Cole, I started Cole. Mm-hmm. Like you know how I feel about Cole. Yes. Cole for me, I started to get a little frustrated with him just because my boy. I had a friend who made the comparison. He said if we was comparing him to basketball players, he would say Cole was mellow, and that's not a slight. At any chance, but the reason he said that, he said Cole said Melo was good at scoring, 
and that's all he did was score. He didn't add nothing else to his game. I consider Cole more like Kobe. Well, see, he said Cole is good at rapping. He said Cole didn't add anything else. He just kept getting better and better at rapping. And my problem with Cole is, you've heard me say this, as much as I love Cole, Cole, when it comes to producing his own beats, mm-hmm. he thinks he's crit. He he does, and my problem is is Cole. I don't like when he raps over his own beats. Uh-huh. Like he makes better beats for Jid for Boz than he does for instance. For you heard Zendaya, and that wasn't his song. It was Kyle's song. Well, I mean, here's another thing. I think my producer for this podcast suffers from this same type of issue. Cam is so good at rapping at this point. I don't think he gets challenged by rapping so production he might in in a world where you have to do put on so many hats something is going to suffer j cole is one one of the best marketers we've ever seen because his marketing seems lazy but it's efficient yeah his rapping is always going to be his rapping something has to fall by the wayside that's not a grace so i don't go to Cole myself personally for his beats well i don't i don't know if i can say that though because i don't feel like when crit produces his own music his rapping suffers i feel like certain people are better when they don't have now i will say this crit is when he's not producing but it's rare that he didn't produce mm-hmm. his own music but i'm going to use tomorrow for example i played some of tomorrow's music for you earlier yes tomorrow is really a well. in my opinion like he's a he, tomorrow is an amazing rapper he knows he is. And he has the ability to control a lot with his mouth. Pause. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, but the problem is with Tamal is that, he, well, not the problem, but the benefit that he has is he didn't produce. Tamal has, he will state, he has tried. And he gets so frustrated because, for one, it's a long process to try to produce. And he's like, wait, not only do I have to make this beat, I I got to write, too, and then I got to go say it. And then he has to start thinking about the 16 bars he made, how long did he create his bridge, how long did he create the break, the chorus. If you if you listen to most of tomorrow's music, it actually doesn't have a chorus. He prefers it that way. because I used to be a producer back in my good old days. <laughs> the best thing about being a producer that doesn't rap is you do not rap. For me, I could go, and I, I, didn't, I, couldn't, I didn't have to box myself in. I... We go and listen to music that was a million different ways outside of hip hop, and try to bring it back to hip hop. That was my yeah. secret groove. I love an instrument more than I would ever love a beat. I actually did it unorthodox. I would put my drums on at the end, which is difficult to do once you've already created the sound because <laughs> the drums supposed to be the original heartbeat, and then the rest is supposed to build up. And I did it backwards. backwards. But it's because I have such a strong appreciation for music because. We live in a loop era now. Really, a song's two minutes. You know how hard it is to create a band in two minutes? Bro, so this is what I... And, like, I've told Tamar this. Like, I want him to make longer songs, but he won't do it. I've, I've told him, I was like, bro, you know how hard it is to be in the middle of a set and, like, the song you're listening to just cuts off before you get to your number in your set? I was like, that's how I am with your music. Like, your music is in my workout playlist. And... Like the song just cut off me and sit and I'm thrown off. And then you but, a random song. But it keeps me wanting more. So like I play I played Dope for you earlier. Dope is one of my favorite songs by him. Mm-hmm. And he'll tell you like 
He'll tell you, it's a, it's a reason why that song is only two minutes. I won't say it because I don't know if many people know it. So I the won't. streaming stuff is also well, a crap ton of bull. Well, no. It, he has a very specific reason, and it's a funny story behind it. Uh-huh. But I understand. But see, like, and it's my same, it's my same problem with Cam, too. Yeah. It's my same problem with Cam. But me and Cam, me and Cam got issues on, on a whole nother level since he just think I don't listen to his music for some reason. Well, I mean, I was telling Cam this, and this is just, this is just all music conversation. If you're such a good artist, they suffer from that Andre 3000 issue. Andre's such a perfectionist. If it's not perfect, he won't release it at all. And I'm very content with, in our day and age, not perfect is what's selling. I, and I do admire perfection because there is times where you're here on an album and you're like, this album is perfect. Like, I love J. Cole. To me, the offseason wasn't perfect. It was amazing. It just wasn't perfect. I don't think I've heard a perfect album in... <sighs> ironically, I think my last perfect album would have been To Pimp a Butterfly. That's, that's, your, that's your last perfect? My last perfect. My last perfect album probably would be... My last perfect album probably would be... It was a mighty long time. No. I don't... You want to know why? Why? The way they did not separate the double disc made it imperfect. They did. He did, but initially when the streaming era came in, they kind of put it in as one album, and then later on, well, they split it. But see, even still, though, when they first did it, it was still separated. So when you hear Bury Me in Gold... Mm-hmm. When you hear Bury Me and Go, and what's the what's the next song right after Bury Me and Go? Uh Justin Scott. Yeah, the Justin Scott where it's just the wait, in, wait, where no, it's just the instrument. Is that not the last of the project? Wait, wait, wait. Bury Me and Go is the last project. Oh, Oxcord is the I thought the last right, I'm, first I'm, album. I'm talking like I can't just pull up the track yeah, list right here. Track list. Like I can't just pull up the track Bury list. Bury me and go. <laughs> is, is that called an one? Okay, so yeah, no, it's getaway, it's getaway. So I thought that was the last song on the album. Uh-huh. So when getaway ends and it goes into that Justin Scott, mm-hmm. Justin Scott is that transition. So whether or not I see number eleven, then number one, I know the minute getaway goes off and I hear that next chord, I know because that's when you get the more vulnerable side of, like he said. Justin and that first album, how he started oh, off he, he talking, was talking and flexing and throwing everything. I mean, how he started off like, bro, like that just appealed to a country nigga like me, like on the south side because I'm a country bunk and like, come on now. So do you think Mississippi is disrespected in hip hop culture? I think it's disrespecting. Do you think they are disrespected, like Mississippi artists in hip hop? I don't. I wouldn't say disrespected. I I think. How is Akeem Ali not the top five rapper right now, though? But see, I would just say, like, maybe not appreciate it as he should be. Because they're dismissed? Because Atlanta runs... Atlanta and Memphis, you guys are competing with in a southern region in itself. And Atlanta well, and Memphis are hip-hop in this day and age. Well, we're, we're, competing with, we're competing with Atlanta, Memphis... And Texas. Louisiana, Texas. Like, you forget, like, Gates and Youngboy out of Louisiana. Louisiana. Like, so, you know, and this ain't, like, we're just talking new age. Like, I, I know Wayne is from, we ain't talking about Wayne. Like, he's the outlier. He's a god. But, but, like, that's who we're competing with when it comes to the South. And, like, and I'm pretty sure, like, somebody going to hear this episode, like, oh, you forgot about Arkansas, bro. Damn about no Arkansas rapper. 
But they got Arkansas rap. I don't know. I know Yeba. She's an R and B artist. She's from Arkansas. Um, ain't Yellow Wolf from Alabama? Hello? Okay, touche. I see you. I see your face. What you say? But <laughs> exactly. But you know, like you get, like you get what I'm saying, though. Like, but I mean, like, but most people don't acknowledge the fact of who all came from Mississippi. Like, if <coughs> Ross was in Mississippi, like Ross came from Mississippi. Listen, Ross and Gucci Man are one and the same. They, they both. Gucci Man's from Bessemer. Moved to Atlanta, popped off. Rick Ross is from Mississippi, moved to Miami. Snoop is from Mississippi. Off. Snoop is from Mississippi, California, Georgia, wherever Snoop Dogg wants to be. Snoop, Snoop is Snoop is from the United States. Like Snoop is universally exactly. loved. So, Snoop you know. is our top cap, so that we're gonna put in there. When it's all said and done, <laughs> that man is hip hop. Him, 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 and Doggy Style. Pause. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how. It just felt like a pause. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Lord, what else do I want to get into that we talk about all the time? Why you like all these killer rappers shoot up rock artists? What you mean? You like NBA Young Boy. Young Boy is interesting. You because... love these bang bang boys. How do you do it? Well the only well, the only one the only one would really be Young Boy. Or do you would you categorize Dolph in that category? No. Nah. Is 42 Doug one of your fans? Absolutely um, not. Trash, sorry. Oh, I, 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 but, but listen, I ain't no killer. I think his music is trash. Whatever he does, I hope he subscribes and all his endeavors. <laughs> so, young boy, young boy is interesting because, like, my family. I, I'm when I say my family, I don't mean like my legitimate family. When I say my family, I mean like I am a Saints fan. Mm-hmm. I'm a LSU fan. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> so it's funny. Most of my timeline is New Orleans or Baton Rouge. Like, I like that's. Most of my people who I interact with on a daily basis are Louisiana. Oh, so bang bang shoot them up. I wouldn't say they're all like I'm that. Teasing. But like that is and it's just kinda infectious. Like I wanna bro, like I'm a Boston Celtic fan, bro. I wanted the Pelicans to succeed. Like what else you wanna say the N word for fun? No, let me stop. <laughs> bro, like I I want I want I wanted the Pelicans to succeed. Mm. Bro, I want like the Saints, bro, like the Saints being my team. This helped me meet like a whole new list of people. And that team, they just exude young boy energy. Like it's like I say that and it makes sense. Like they I don't even have to explain. No offense. I mean, Mike Thomas ain't did nothing to go to jail yet for. He ain't got caught. <laughs> I don't know what you want me to say to that. Exactly. <laughs> Listen, just leave a space for folks. I don't I don't know what you want me to say. Open for your How do you do it though? For me, I cannot I, and I know this makes me sound old and outdated because I'm Engaged and old and outdated, but you can't keep using that as you can't use that as an excuse. Bro, now. I'm old. Damn, you a year older than me, Tyler. Well, you're 25 and 24. You need life advice. Who you call? My therapist. And who else? <clears throat> Depending on how bad it is. <laughs> I've, we've had some strong therapeutic conversations. <laughs> Don't play with these folks, man. Like everybody looks at me in a big brother state. Even people who are younger than me, I'm like dog. No, I'm just lucky. But I can, to me, and this is just me, I don't think NBA Youngboy is not talented. I can't get attached to these new artists based on the fact I don't think their life, shelf life, is long. So it makes it difficult to get attached because you remember what Mac did to us when he passed. It, it hurt. It, it, we felt that one. And Wait, who? When Mac Miller died. Oh, like yeah. That one, because we grew up with him. And yeah. Be like, and then Nip, that one hurt too because he stood for something. I can't get close enough to these new artists 
based on whatever they're singing and promoting, I believe them. They are out there shooting up their ops. Well, it's a difference in getting close to an artist and just enjoying their music. Can like, you enjoy it without getting close? Kanye, we got close to Kanye, as well as his music. Bro, I mean, like, I can scroll my library right now and just tell you, like, like it's a, and this isn't, like, saying anything bad about the artist, but, like, bro, like, I enjoy Amina's music. But, like, exactly. I'm I'm not, you know, a bad thing. Get Caroline. Bad is, oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't, like... What did he do to get him canceled? Well, no, he didn't do nothing to get him canceled. You just don't like him as a person? No, I'm saying I enjoy his music. Okay. Like, I enjoy his music, but, like, I'm not particularly close. Like, I enjoy... Well, okay, I can't use Freddie Gibbs. Gibbs is hilarious, so... <laughs> but he's not really selling cocaine either. But, like... <laughs> you said it, him. not me. Hey. But, like, I mean, it's just... It's just a lot of artists who, like, I'm... Who I listen to. Who I'm not particularly like close with. Like I don't like their way that they live their lifestyle just didn't. I guess I doubt really. my artist because Haley, what you think? She says I become Rick Ross every time I cut him on. Well, I I can see that because now I will say though when I cut on Rick Ross and my shades on or my window down and I feel like I a million, I feel like a million stuff like, bucks. They didn't want me to put sugar in my tea. Well, I'm gonna, I okay. Bought a sugar cane okay, this is the best way I can put it. This is the best way I can. This is the best way I can put it. I enjoy Tory. I love Lady and Nemi, but if that nigga go to jail, I ain't gonna cry about it. <laughs> like, I ain't gonna cry. Like, with him, like, what he is going through now with Meg, bro, one way or another, I will not lose any sleep, or I'm not gonna care. When Kanye said what he said, I told you, I was legitimately torn. I I had that post up in my room. I didn't know if I needed to take my poster yeah, down or not. Bro, like, I was, I was legitimately torn at that moment, because I didn't know what to do. Mm -hmm. But, it's funny that I was torn over Kanye, but if anybody listened to any of them Tyler the Creator's old music, I don't know how he's still running around. <laughs> well, that's he's protected by the LGBT community. Have you heard his old music? <laughs> well, I mean, that's like the same thing. Christians forgive the sinners once they come into the world and they say, I'm new again. The LGBT community works quite similar to that. If you were ignorant, but now you completely identify with them or openly support them, they'll let you slide, but they won't forget. <laughs> it's like that old uh, lady who sits in front of the church who knew you was out here on these streets Saturday morning doing the dirt, and now you done found Jesus. She don't think that every part of you ain't still out Saturday night, but she gonna hope that God leads you, just like the LGBT community. If they've seen you've done enough promotion to their community, they're gonna um sorry y'all I'm reading the my internet shut down because I posted that I got married and everybody was like getting engaged and everybody was like ah what was I saying? I completely forgot. Oh yeah, LGBT community. <laughs> my bad. I'm not trying to get canceled by the way, y'all. I I'm pro all y'all. Do what you need to do. Just stay in my way. And that's for anybody. Do not touch my grass. Don't put no sun on flowers that go on my flowers. The end. <laughs> I don't care if you human, dog. I mean, me and my dog beefing because he pissed on my shade tree. Yeah, ah. So everybody top. That's my biggest issue now. I want to like Fred O'Bang. I want to like Pooh Shice, but he already in jail. I can't like these new artists because they tell too much of the truth. But who, but who said you can't, though? Because I am a person who attaches <laughs> to my person. But can Nicole I not? grew up with me. But can I not like Pac and Biggie? 
I can identify with Pocket Biggie. But see, but no, that's what I'm saying. Like, even though like they had beef, can I not like them? Like, for example, Fred O'Bang, Fred O'Bang. It's yeah, everybody. Young boy. Like, uh-huh. who said I can't like both? Who said I can't listen to both? Like, niggas shoot each other. If niggas shoot each other, that that's their beef, not mine. But if one gets lost in the crossfire, that's going to affect you because you have to lose one. It's music as well. That While that is true, though, like, if it's a, a death of somebody, it's, it's going to be hard to say this and not come off as insensitive, Go but... Ahead. The death of somebody. Okay, all right. The death of Mac Miller mm-hmm. was different than the death of. I, I don't. I can't think of nobody who died a violent death. That like, a, a, who died a violent death who wasn't portrayed. You know what? do it. The death of Mac Miller hits way different than the death of Takashi would hit. Ah. Uh. So like, Takashi is actively going for that and he's perpetrating that lifestyle whereas Mac all Mac wanted to do was smoke weed like he wasn't actively going out looking for but I think both people are dealing with their own demons and who are you to say that Takashi's demons doesn't enable him to do the activity he does which is the trolling who's not to say he's in a lot of pain because he doesn't use the drugs to heal his pain he uses the antics he uses, his doesn't kill him. Max, are they not the same? Because Mac was dealing with the demon he couldn't solve. Well, because when it comes to Takashi, mm-hmm. Takashi is calling out people who we know. Like, without saying much, we know. Mm-hmm. Like, when you go and you call out them boys from Chicago. Yeah. I mean, what, 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 what that boy Keith say? What, what was the intro to? To love Sosa. Uh, yeah, you don't know. <laughs> you know them niggas is like that. Yeah. So, okay, that's what you want to do. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Just don't expect me to cry and feel bad. Mm-hmm. I feel more pain for Mac. Like you said, we grew up with Mac. True. But I feel more pain for Mac because Mac had finally seemed like he was in a point where he was getting better. Would you not say the same thing about Dolph then? That's why Dolph hurt so much. Because Dolph, Dolph wasn't doing nothing. Like, Dolph was minding his business. But he was also the same person. Someone would say he made a song that was antagonizing a guy and tried to shoot him a hundred times. Is that not Takashi-like activity? Just, he's a real street dude and Takashi's a fake strike. That's the difference. But antagonization is antagonization. But that's the difference. It's coming. It's coming. So what about I mean, a lot of these artists, though, for, for me... It's hard to see. It's It almost seems like you could never run away from your past. A lot of these people can't. Because even once you get over the hump, somebody wants to get back at you. Who who was the who was the rapper who said that he caught a lot of flack because he said you got to leave your own hood? Or he encouraged rappers to leave their own hood? I think it's Boosie's been a, a very strong. It's, it, it was somebody who said that you have to leave where you're from because if you don't, I mean, Nip got killed in his own hood. His backyard. <laughs> ain't ain't wasn't Mo three from Houston, right? I thought it's from Louisiana. I don't I don't know where Mo three is from. Mo three, but I heard his story. He was a pretty good artist. So. But like, I mean, it's the same with Dolph. Like, Dolph was in Memphis. Mm-hmm. Like, that's why he's people. From Dallas. Oh, he from Dallas? Yeah. 
he got killed in Dallas, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, you got a lot of people who see you come up, mm-hmm. or they may see your trajectory, mm-hmm. and that's where that jealousy comes in. That that's why, no matter what area you're in in life, mm-hmm. you always got to be careful as to who you choose, as to who you keep around. You know, that's a for example, I'm gonna use Hove for example. We both love Hove. Of course. Look at Hove Circle and how much it's changed. Hove Circle hasn't changed. Whenever you jump on the song, who are you gonna say? Guru. Yeah, Guru always like turn the vocals up. Hove always is going to keep that same circle of people around him mm-hmm. because what do you what do you say on Pound Cake? Beans made millions, just made millions. Yeah. Lior made millions. We all made millions. Hove is Hove has done a wonderful job of keeping people around him who have the same goals as he does. Mm-hmm. LeBron has done the same thing. So what you're saying, in a sense, is times back in. These people, even though they may get out, they need to ensure their circle is designed to protect them and the interests of their futures. Yes, like you have to make sure that you have trustworthy people around you who mm-hmm. care about you to make sure that not only you keep your head mm-hmm. straight, but I'm not going to say somebody that will take the bullet for you, but there should be no reason why there are a hundred videos of the baby fighting like it shouldn't be. Well, he doesn't have a circle. He just has people who and he has on payroll. That's the problem. Because I'm pretty sure some of these folks like who got people on payroll, like mm-hmm. Example like, I, I Kanye can't, suffers from this a lot as well. <clears throat> he has too many people who his original circle doesn't look like it did when he yeah. first started good music. It's like I will also say though, like, bro, like Drake for example. Drake I think has a amazing circle because it's only forty though. Forty's the only one. Well, no, because you know he got Ollie. yeah he got forty. He got Ali. You know he got you know division. I'm pretty sure party is in his circle. Mm-hmm. So sweatshop, whatever you want to call it. Oh. <laughs> Um, but you know, like they, you know, like people surround themselves with people who like want to succeed and they want what's best for you. I don't think that, I don't think that anybody who we love would be able to get to where they are if they didn't. That goes for Kendrick, well, that's how Cole, friendship everybody. Also work too. I mean, I can't be friends with you if you're not trying to level up and that's not you leveling up. Strictly to give me money, but leveling up to inspire me to be more than what I actually am. Exactly. Like I won't. So what happens when your guy who you believe has been in the same trajectory decides to stay afloat where they're at, and they no longer design desire to go past the level they are, and because of that, they believe you should feel the same fulfillment, but you want more. How do you deal with that loss? Because it it happens. I mean, I've dealt with that in my life a lot. I mean, there's. Every level of promotion, somebody who I thought wanted the same promotion, the same aspirations, fell astray. Well, that com- that's the difference in mindsets when it comes to people. Mm-hmm. Is for me, for example, I don't like surrounding myself with people who are content because I'm never content. I always want more. I always want better. Okay, I reached this level. Mm-hmm. Okay, how can I get to here? Okay, oh, I'm making a hundred thousand. How can I make one fifty? How can I make two hundred? I always want people to keep growing because 
Because for one, like you, if if I'm constantly growing, mm-hmm. or if I'm constantly pushing for more, and like your support or like you getting better is helping me go that way, but you just decide yeah, I'm good right here. As that's that mindset that I don't need around me. No matter how far you get in life, like if you reach a billion dollars, like I want you to reach two. Like I want you to reach two. Like two is better than one. Hey, we said it's greedy though. I laugh because me and Haley, this is our biggest dispute. Because I'm one of those kids where there was only so much I thought I could attain, and now that I've attained it, she's very adamant on you got to remain hungry. And I'm like, girl, 25. You know what Kanye says? She asked me what she wanted to be when she's 25. She took a look at me and said, "Alive." That's where I'm at. I'm like, for the longest part of my life, man. Who I am, African American man, twenty five and alive is an alright life. But she's like, there has to be more. Yeah. So but me being alive didn't mean I gave up. It just means my dreams. I didn't think of my dreams past that. So now I'm in that crossroad of what's next? How bad do I want the what's next? Because wanting to stay alive for the sake of being alive is different than wanting to thrive and be alive. Well, I see, like, for me, I've never had that mindset. Like, I've I've never, like, Ye said we wasn't supposed to make it past 25. Like, cool. Like, that's a cool Instagram caption for your 26th birthday. <laughs> that's hilarious. Or, like, when you, like, for your 25th birthday, like, if you want to make a post the day after or whatever. Uh-huh. Like, you know, it's a cool caption. It was cool for him to say it in the song, but for me, for example, I didn't identify to that just because of my hopes and dreams are carrying me to my retirement. My hopes and dreams are to the point of where, like, I can, I can have me a big house on on some land where I can sit on the front porch with a glass of lemonade, and I don't even like lemonade like that. But I may drink. Excuse me. It depends on who the lemonade oh, comes from. Me. Hey, look, listen, listen. I'm a man of simple taste, all right? and lemonade is not one of them simple tastes. <laughs> okay. Um, give the audience, because the audience doesn't really know me, some funny stories. From us, from college, from your perspective. <laughs> Do you want dorm stories or apartment stories? Well, I mean, what do we have more fun? Apartment, we have some fun. Go ahead with the apartment story. Right. So if I'm if or I'm thinking house. of yeah, if I'm thinking of one, bro, I got to think of the time, bro. If we when we fried that chicken and made that spaghetti and just made a mess in the Uh-oh. kitchen, bro. We made, we probably did like four pounds of spaghetti noodles. And we ate maybe three bites. Bro, it was like four pounds of spaghetti noodles. And you had, and we had like this big pack of Tyson drumsticks, bro. Why? Bro, and the only people who ate was me and you. And we was like in a coma. And it's like, we cooked all of that food, bro. And like. The kitchen was so that bro, it was so many dishes uh. all over there, bro. And then <laughs> it was funny because like, or one of the times where I would come over there, and Trey used to call me. And I used to get off work. Like when I worked at the gym, I used to get off at like eleven. I had to close. This man Trey called me at eleven oh five. Hey, bro, you played on you played on the bar. Just run up and get it. Cause my apartment, when I'm leaving the Sanderson, depending on which way I go home, I got to go right by Trey's crib. So every time, Lord. So you know, I hate to say I'm still messy in the kitchen. <laughs> For real. Don't don't feel bad. Don't my mama say the same thing. I don't think I'm messy. I just think I'm creative. 
Well, my mama <laughs> says I'm messy just because, like, I be, like, I get into a certain mode, especially when I'm seasoning. I just don't care where the seasoning fly. Like, it be, bro, it be garlic salt all over the cabinet, bro. <laughs> I've got better, actually. Now, I just start prepping right in front of the sink, so all the stuff just carry right on over into the sink. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look at me. Now, she'll catch an onion or two on the ground, and she slips and says, my, never mind, let me stop. I don't want to. <laughs> She'll say a few words here and there that says uh, you should be more clean about your business. But, yeah, no, nah, let me see. My favorite house, my favorite story pertaining to you. Uh, well, I would say one of my most selfless acts I've seen you ever do. My graduation, I think I was stressed out in general, and I still had so much bully stuff to do. That I get to design my uh, graduation <laughs> cap. And me and you had graduation at separate times. So because you saw that I didn't have my cap design and I was just moving and shucking, you were like, hey, we both love yay. It's graduation season. I had the uh, graduation cover. You told me to borrow You said you can borrow my cap and just give it back. And I laughed because every time we were supposed to link up, we both forgot to give the cap. <laughs> Bro, I still... Still don't have that cap. I don't even. It's know still it in is. my house. It's in my house in one of my drawers, just sitting <laughs> waiting. I'm like, I guess I'm gonna give it to you when we go to the Crip concert. Probably so, if I'm, we remember then. Man, who knows? But I knew at that point we were we were brothers from forever. I mean, and you still on my damn Tupperware, man, yeah. bruh. Let me be honest with you. When it came, when it comes, your like, Tupperware set probably looked like my house is set because you. I used to tell you, Tyler, I'm not gonna feed you again unless you bring the Tupperware back. And you would get petty and say, well, let's see how long it'll last. And well, so you got sad and said, you know what, Trey, I need to probably give you some of your Tupperware back. Well, it got to the point of where, like, I started just bringing your Tupperware over there and filling it up with food and just leaving with and the same right Tupperware on back. But that's what I was trying to get across in the first one. I'm like, bro, just reuse the same Tupperware. Well, so here's the problem. And, like, like, I can tell you this now, but, like, I had a problem with, like, washing dishes. Oh, really? But no, like, it wasn't the fact that I wouldn't wash them or the fact that, like, when you walked into Aspen, my house was never just dirty. Mm-hmm. But it was the fact of, like, I am, I'm very lazy. Really? And the fact that the man it is, it's not that I didn't want to wash the dishes. I know, I just throw them away. <laughs> <laughs> like, if I got to choose between throwing away a plastic bowl or washing the plastic bowl <laughs> In the trash. Oh, you're a sick human being. That's some nasty behavior. <laughs> Fam, I throw the whole, I throw the whole tub of away and just put it in the trash can. Not even think about it, but just take the trash out, and there it is. My God. Um. Well, we're gonna get ready to wrap it up. So I want you to give some final thoughts. How people can reach you, and don't. Then if you have any questions for me, speak now, or we'll hear you in the next episode. You show up. Don't reach me, please. Don't. Oh God. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I, I I have a very low tolerance these days for uh stupidity. Oh well, some some like I wanted to tell you because I haven't really told a lot of people this, uh-huh. so I feel like I can say it now because I'm in a better place to say it now. Uh-huh. Like these past few months, like you know, like I left social media for a month or yeah. whatever. But like kind of since January, kind of since January up until now, I've dealt with a lot mentally. Mm-hmm. Like I've been diagnosed with. Uh, major depressive disorder. Like, my therapist diagnosed me with that along with extreme anxiety. Like, I... It's, it's, it's just life at this point. But... Sound like a 25-year-old. But, uh... <laughs> whenever I leave 
social media and stuff, mm-hmm. it's literally for that because I need the break because stuff has mm-hmm. gotten too much for my brain to handle. And if y'all ever see me tweet up, tweet out stuff that says my heart hurts, it's because I'm a, it's because I kind of feel other people's pain. So, like, if I see somebody sad, especially somebody who I communicate with, that. I absorb it, and it makes me feel bad. So, like, I, I told Tamal and I told Tyler this because, like, they've – I wouldn't put that on you, but you've seen me. Like, you don't know this, but you saved my life. Mm-hmm. You saved my life in Davenport one night. Lord. But, oh, no, 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 no. I mean, you literally saved my life. Sheesh. Like, but – uh. Tamal and Tyler, my, my friend Tyler, the girl, mm-hmm. she, her and Tamal have helped me through a lot of times. Mm-hmm. And when I say a lot of times, I mean times where I didn't want to be here. Understandable. And just being able to text them kind of pulls me out of that mindset. And it's not as frequent as it was when we first met. Oh, when we first moved in together. Yeah. When we first moved in together, when I say you saved my life. It was one night. You may not remember it, but it was one night you walked in and I was, it was after I moved my TV and stuff mm-hmm. in the room. But I walked in and, I mean, you walked in and it was just dark and I was sitting, you know how, you know how the setup used to be. Yeah, you had the window there. Mm-hmm. And I had the window up and I was just sitting in the chair and I wasn't doing nothing. And you walked in and you just walked in. You spoke, I think you hugged me that night. I think you hugged me that night. Lord. But that night saved my life because you didn't see it. It was a knife right beside me. I was, yeah, like, I, I had gotten so bad with drinking and not knowing how to cope with emotions mm-hmm. that I just, I got tired of feeling pain at that point. But I just, I, I've never told you that, but I want I wanted to let you know that. So when I tell people that you are my you brother, I mean. <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, I, I don't know. I think I've started to learn. I hear people's pain more than I hear their anger and pain and anger are very different things I've I've noticed I know when I'm in pain but it's so hard to be self-aware and being the person who takes care of everyone and has to have that smile on their face all the time usually means the exact opposite and I'm lucky because there's I have a person who actually has to check me on that because I put so much weight of everyone else I'm like with you, like you're like my younger brother at this point. I need to see you succeed. Amaya, I need to see her succeed. And I need to see Rankin and CJ and Kier and anyone I've considered family. Whatever I can do, that means I have to lay my whole body down. I'm willing to do it. And Haley gets on me about, I have to start understanding. If I didn't do that stuff, they would still know I love them enough to do that stuff. And that's what I, and that's, what matter of fact, me and Kiki was talking about that earlier. Oh God! But no, she <laughs> she actually said like you're at a point now where you realize that. Mm-hmm. But and I told her I was like, well, me and Trey used to get into it a lot because Trey would see me arguing with people, and Trey used to always like he would either try to get me to chill or he would try to have my back, and I would have to tell Trey, you go over there with tomorrow and Marla because I I got me. <laughs> I got me like I, I want to see your people fail. Though. But I also told her too. There have been times where I've had to call you and cuss you. I'm like, nigga, get right. Nigga, we don't we don't act like this. Yeah, we yeah. don't act like this. Yeah, you you check me because I've told you if my girlfriend sends me one more message about your tweets again, I'm driving to Birmingham to see you. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I told you that. Well, you you 
your people who care about you can identify when you're in a very dark stage. And sometimes the only reason it's dark is because you won't cut the light off. It's not because it's actually dark. Around. Yeah, like I, for me, I put myself, I'm not going to say I put myself there because I've learned more about how stuff works. Mm-hmm. But I, at that time, I did put a lot on myself. You know, uh, what was it? My grandma, my dad's mom, she passed away. College ain't easy. Well, she pa- she actually passed away going into my senior year, Jeez. but I never really dealt with that because of mm-hmm. like somebody had to be there for like I've never seen my like usually when somebody dies in the family, pops is the strong one. Mm-hmm. He wasn't the strong one. My mama was trying to be the strong one, but she couldn't be strong. Because it affected her. My sister couldn't be strong. My brother couldn't be strong. So I had to be strong, and they didn't put that on me. I took that up on myself to try to be strong for everybody else. Because if they see that I don't need something, mm-hmm. and now I didn't know until recently how much of a detriment that actually played. Yeah. But you know, like, but you know, like I said, I want to, I want to see everybody succeed. You know, I want, I want to see you and Haley succeed. Even the little hood rat right here, I want to see her succeed. I want to see Kiki succeed. My name is Ma. Listen, a Maya episode is coming up soon, y'all. I promise you. But, man, listen. I ain't saved your life. You saved your life. You just had to look in the mirror and see you had some value. Honest to God. And sometimes uh, my stepmom, we, we don't always agree, but she says something about energies transfer. And sometimes I'm a very adamant, I'm going to have good energy. Like, hell, today, me and my mom had a dispute and sometimes I'm not one of those just let it fall by the wayside. If something calls me to go and move and help in any way I can, I move. Luckily, I, Haley's got to that level where she understands that's just the way I am. And she's going to, she at least keeps the boat afloat. She won't let me sink, but she'll let me steer it any way I direct. <laughs> and that's really what it is because like, I think I have to transfer energies. But I also have to understand it's not my responsibility for the world. I'm not responsible for the world. I can't fix it. I can only love it as much as I can well, and then let it go. See, Kia, what Kia does for me is she... Kia makes sure that I... Because like, I always say I'm a very selfish person uh-huh. until it comes to my emotions. Like, when it comes to buying stuff or doing stuff for myself, yeah. sure. But Kia is there to make sure that I take the time. Like, if I'm... If we're having a family function and I'm having an anxiety attack, Kia is the one who tells me. Like, she will call me and tell me to go home. Like, yeah. you're not comfortable. Go home. Like, <laughs> go home. Like, if I'm resting and my heart rate gets above 140, I, I will just sit there and deal with it. Kia will text me. No, you need to go home. Huh? Like, you need to go home right now and just relax. Because, <laughs> bro, I, like, I, I try to be... A very sociable person, or uh-huh. I try to be an approachable person, uh-huh. but like it just causes me so much anxiety because I just can't. It is uncomfortable for me. And explaining that you can't also is more anxiety on it. Yeah, but like Kia, if it would not be for Kia to tell me to take the time out for my own emotions, I don't think that I would be able to just because like you know, like you know what I'm going through right now with like pops, you know, it pops and stuff right. back home. Yeah, but like. I wouldn't be able to because, like, trying to be there for Bree, my youngest sister, being there for Marcus, my brother, and being there for Portia, that's my mama. Like, but you gotta be there for yourself first, Ty. You cannot handle any of those other people's problems until you can handle your own problems. And that is very true because my mama's problems, her problems grow far beyond. They're not your problems. Yeah, and she she has told me that, but you know, it's 
I know it because I yeah. feel the same thing. But you gotta make sure you're in check before you can't airplane. When you're in an airplane, the first thing they tell you when you drop the mask, put your mask over your face first and then help others. I have to sit there and remind myself that every day. Even if you know you're going to help somebody, put your mask on first. Yeah. So I guess that would be my last message. And we're definitely doing a part two sometime soon. But we need to go home because you should be tired and I should be tired. So. Contrary to public belief, I'm actually not. Well, you better be. But this thing, this thing, I'm going to get home and shower. And as soon as I lay down, you won't hear from me until tomorrow morning when I go to the gym. <laughs> right. But um, thank you guys again for tuning in. Thank you, Tyler, for joining me for the episode. You're- this is Trey Allen. I ain't said that in a long time. Out, and I'll be back next episode. Bye, guys.